Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Rotherham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! No! Hello everybody, welcome again to New York Talk, this is the Rotherham United podcast, thank you all for joining us during the international break, um, instead of having a full week off we decided to do an episode, which is clever isn't it? Um, <laughs> we'll talk about any Rotherham news to pick up, we still have a bit of Rotherham news with the squad, reg- squad registration uh, finalised or released, whatever you want to call it, last week, um, we'll have a bit of summing up, You know, we'll talk about the first five games, we'll probably, I think on the last episode in the Norwich review, there was so much to cover. We never actually just sort of rounded up the first five fixtures. We'll do a bit of that. We have got a special guest joining us in about 10 minutes' time. Lee McMahon of LPMC will be coming to talk to us about Main Street. And we have a special announcement in this episode. There is an announcement coming in the next hour. That's just, uh, I don't want to be more, more specific than that, I suppose. <laughs> then you've got to stick around, haven't you? Um, but there is something coming up shortly. Mick is with us. How are you enjoying the international break? Bored, 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 bored. Basically, okay. is that your review of the England game or just you in general? Well, it's a bit <laughs> football in general, but also me in general as well. I mean, if we're talking about me, it'd be boring, boring, you know, wouldn't it? But, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have probably, probably have a talk about the England game as well. I won't take very long to be honest with you. Um, build on a little one. Danny's back with us. Are you enjoying the international break, Danny? Um, I would be if I wasn't working there a whole time. Um, best best part of the international break has actually been um, the rugby. If I'm being honest, England oh. beating Argentina in that game that was incredible. Watching that, yeah. um, England football, like me, just says I'm boring. <laughs> you know, standard yeah, England, very very boring. But other than that, I'm all right. I think. The takeaway from the rugby was that it made our mid VAR look normal and <laughs> understandable, to be honest. With yeah. You. yeah. Um, I, I still don't understand the rules as a, as a very, very 
to say I'm a part-time rugby fan is being kind, just to be honest with you, but we'll not get bogged down in that um, because we will get lost and we don't have to guide us down that route. I sort of picked up that it's not normal for fourteen a team with 14 to be a team with 15, but England somehow made it easy. Yeah. That was my main takeaway from it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve Gund is with us as his YouTube user. Connor Simpson, David Carroll, Gav Grundy, Sarah Ogden, Yozza says, Evening Earthlings from a stifling Kimberworth. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Kelly, Luca Wildgoose, Mark Connors, Scott Gund is also with us. I'll start here. I'll start the, the, the brief amount of international stuff um, that are affected. Luca Wildgoose says, Victor still not getting game time is disappointing. Yes, it is. But I want to come to a little bit of a defence to the Sweden team and the Sweden management, to be honest with you, in that when you're trying to qualify for a tournament, Mick, and you're you, you know, halfway through a qualification campaign, it's maybe not the best time to change a goalkeeper. That's the only positive I can give that Victor's not playing, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a young lad, and the two, the, two, the two of the goalkeepers are hugely experienced. You know, I, I, I think he's probably in there being groomed for... Um, the number one slot. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it it's just fantastic experience for him, um, and he's showing his worth in training. Into you know we've seen we've all seen the video. Well, most of us seen the videos up on uh, up on social media of him uh, being the brick wall that we know he is. So um, it, it can only be good for him. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing that he's not started. I'm sure he's disappointed that he's not got a, a start. But they've got they've got some qualification. They need. They wanted to qualify, aren't they? You know, mm. uh, so they're going to. They're, they're going to be concentrating on that rather than blooding new players. I would have thought. So, Victor's time will come. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Yeah, be nice to make his debut while still a Rotherham player. That'd be that'd be nice for us. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, and he will. I'm sure he will. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, also, I think it's good and worth mentioning is that he, he, Victor sits. I think by all accounts, saw a Rotherham fan in the stadium. In Estonia, our Estonian friend um, was there in his Rotham shirt. His brother, I think, in his in the Rotham shirts. Um, yeah, I like that. Nice. Big fan, big huge fan of that. To be honest with Absolutely you. top work. That um, the only other international worth mentioning is McGuckin. I think he, he played. He came on as a sub late on in the under twenty ones for Northern Ireland. Um, that's it. I think they lost. They haven't checked the result. I think I don't think, I don't think they won. Sadly, but that's it. Anything else you want to touch on? So Miller's international related. I can't think there is any other. Have I missed any other internationals? Lambakisa, I suppose. Yeah, and, yeah. Been, yeah, that's odd. That isn't it? Yeah, he got called up for the Jamaican national team and then pulled out basically a day later. But Paul Davis put something up today saying he's been niggling a foot injury, and it was Wolves that removed him from the squad. Um, which, thank you, Wolves. I suppose I, I, we we really appreciate that. Hmm. Uh, I hope they're doing because they played Haiti and somebody else and something like that. So it would have been a, a big old trek for him. For him, so mm. the tons of bonus, tons are good in there, aren't they? To be fair, yeah. yeah. Um, Waggles correctly says Duro's not internationally, sadly, but Duro's got his first goal for Scarborough in a two-one victory. Um, oh. We'll start holding because Duro's on his start of a successful loan, hopefully. Um, right, let's take a break from football because we're now going to speak to Lee, a friend of the show, for Lee from LPMC Music. How are you doing, Lee? Hi, lads. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks to you. Yeah, very, very good. Cheers for coming on. No um, problem. Let's start by talking about your new single that's coming out 
Am I right in saying this Friday coming? Yeah, it's this Friday. Um, it's called Main Street. Um, and it's, um, I mean, you saw it was released on the album last summer, but as a single, it's, it's coming out this Friday across all digital platforms. So um, you can find it there. Uh, that's the little one just started crying. Great timing, isn't it? <laughs> she should, I think she'll grow up to be a striker with that sort of timing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's out on Friday. Sorry, I was getting distracted. Yeah, it's out on Friday uh, across all digital streaming platforms. So uh, you'll be able to find it wherever you want to find it. Yeah. I it. I like it. I like that. I'm a big fan of Matrix. There's a, potentially a music video coming with it as well. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but is that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've um, I've been in and around town this uh, th this week uh, trying to shoot a music video on a very, very, very low budget. Um, but I've had some uh, very kind favors from some some good people, such as yourselves, that have, have come and, and and been in it. And uh, you know, the 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 guy, it's a guy that I work with actually. It's playing the main the main part. He's, he's playing a homeless guy, and I won't get too much away, but. Uh, he said to me, he, he, he was sat waiting for us because we were filming different things up on the street on Wednesday. And um, he said, this, this guy stops at the traffic lights outside, um, you know, like the old Rileys and um, where Cooper's used to be, the, mm. the toy store. Just oh, yeah. pulled up at the lights and he went, listen, mate, there's a food bank around the corner, you know. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, we, I was just filming a video. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, looks the part. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, he, he's a character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So let's do it with with teaser bit of an announcement, Lee. So this comes from a from a, I suppose a few requests, and there's a B side to the Main Street single coming out Friday, isn't there? Yeah, there is. So um, I think when I first come on your show back in December, um. Somebody got in touch and said, um, "Could could I do a, a version of Millerman?" And um, I had no plans to do that at the time. And um, and then when I did the Last Legends Night that Kev organised, I, I, I kind of just come up with come up with one as a version of it as, as a novelty, really, because um, I just wanted to offer some a little bit different. I was only doing an acoustic set, so I thought, you know, there might be a little bit of familiarity in the room with the song. So I've rewritten the verses, but I've kept the chorus. Um, I think the original song was sung by a guy called is it Danny Cannon or something like that. I think John Brecken told me. So um, if if anybody knows any different, I've got that wrong. Let me know. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, it's. I, I, I then after the Legends Night two days later, I did it again at the Roadhouse, um, and it seemed to go down really well. And um, I got more requests to record it. So I have done as a B-side. Um, so it's from it's from the Roadhouse sessions that, that I do. Um, it's an acoustic version, um, but the, it's kind of got my twist on it. So I hope people like it. And um, if they do, great. <laughs> I hope they start singing it. And, um, and if they don't, then obviously they've always got the original one. Yeah, they have, yeah. It needed updating, which we talked about at the time. Like, it needed updating. I think, I think, I personally think it was a really good job. I think Mick, right, and saying we're going to play out at the end of the episode, we're going to play out with it. Have you saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We are. There's a teaser for everybody. So, even more reason for you to stick around at the end of the episode because you get to hear it. <laughs> and you get to see Mick's wonderful photo photo montage that he's put together as well. If, so. um, 
after the show's finished tonight, if, if if anybody wants to listen to it again or stream it, I'm making it available on on my website. Uh, there'll be a QR code on 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 an image. I think you're putting up mm-hmm. later. Yeah, so yeah. if you scan that on your phone, it'll take you straight to um, the website page, and you can listen to Main Street, and you can listen to Millerman to your heart's content, and then you can roam around the um, the website if you want and find out more about me if if that's if, if that's what you want to do and, and the music that I do. Um, so yeah, um, feel free to to have a browse and check out all all the um social media platforms and stuff and give me a follow and um you know if, if, if you like what you're hearing and, and share it amongst your friends uh, i'd really appreciate it yeah uh, i'll get I'll, I'll put the links in the episode two notes as well so if anybody wants yeah. to check it out there'll be the links will be in being here as well yeah um yeah mick you wanted to give billy Lee a glowing reference in terms of his album so for, so it's not just going from lee mick why should people go and listen to Main Street and the album Providence? Well, I, I don't particularly want to give him a glowing reference because I sound like some sort of <laughs> fanboy, don't I? The <laughs> <laughs> only one I've got, mate. Carry on, the only one I've got. Listen, mate, I, it, well, it, you you know already, it's an absolutely cracking album. It really, really is. Um, and I, I would I would, I would ask anybody, particularly if you're from Rotherham, but if you, even if you're not, it is a cracking listen. There ain't a bad song on it, um, and uh, the, the, it's, it's great. Get it, download, do it. I appreciate that, mate. That's very kind of you to say. I would like to second uh, Mick's opinion on that, because I listen to it every um, every morning, afternoon, that I'm on the walk to work as well. I listen to Providence. You need to get on a pub, Danny. That's what you need to do. Make sure they have it on playlist and pub. But then, uh... yeah. Now, you see, whenever we get Spotify up, I'm trying to sneak it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I came in the other day, didn't I, Dan? He did. Like, Lee came in and judged me very harshly on my Guinness pouring skills. <laughs> I don't think I was very harsh at all. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, even better. <laughs> but no, it was great to see you coming. It was a nice surprise, yeah. if I'm being honest, to see you coming. Yeah. Uh, and I needed it. I as enjoyed well, the fight. It's been very busy, very busy at work. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was quiet until I got there, I think. And then <laughs> I <laughs> we had a fragmented nothing. conversation, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John Mel watched one of them. Is Mick going to be in a music video? Mick on MTV Channel soon. <laughs> you know? Mick could be on MTV Cribs soon. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, Danny. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of that one. Lee, I just want your view on that. I know you don't get to watch many Poly Rock Rotherham games because of, of the work you do, but just your general thoughts on the start of the season 4.5 games. Happy with that? Yeah, I am. I, th- I think um, I always thought it was going to be a tougher league, uh, harder to get results. I think uh, you know the manager's starting to put his own stamp and identity on what he wants. Um, and the result against Norwich is is some sort of validation for for the work that we're doing. I think um, moving forward, obviously, the um, the next games are arguably a six pointer, and then. It's the Preston one at home, isn't it? So, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I'm of the opinion that staying in the league is success for us again. I know that's not everybody's opinion. I think a lot of people want uh, want and expect a bit more than that. But for me, I think staying in the league and and trying to become, you know, a sustainable championship club over the next kind of three, four, five years makes great business sense for us because we are 
a, a small fish in a big pond in, in, in championship, aren't we? That's my, that's my opinion on that. But so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the start and uh, hopefully, you know, we can pick up a few more points um, in, the ne- in the next few games and just keep the momentum rolling. I think that's basically where everybody is to be honest with you. I think there's a lot, there is a lot of positivity around the club at the minute, which is unusual. I mean, only one of your first five games, but there's, there's a lot of positivity, which is nice. Um, it's yeah. about performances, though, isn't it? That's that's the thing. It's about the actual performances on the pitch, not necessarily the results, you know. And, and we've, we've covered it a couple of times, but that we started off like I said, like I said before, with a car crash at Stoke, and then mm. it's just gradually got better and better um, until that result against Norwich and. The, the the key now is to is to is to maintain that level. Um, yeah, for, for for me, me, I think as long as long as much as it's not like a cliche, I think uh, you're as good as your last game at the minute. I think that that's us in a very good place. I think you know, two couple more wins in in the next few games, like the the, the that Stoke game, people don't talk about as much. You know what I mean? Um, so, but we've got to get we've got to get points on the board, and I think. At home is where we've obviously got to make it difficult for teams to come in mm. and get a result against us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. I uh, wanted to go to much right, Tom Mori, timely. Let's just give people one more shout out for your uh, for your sort of Twitter handle and everything else, and then like I'll put the links in bio and everything. Yeah. So the website is uh, www.lpmcmusic.com. Uh, all the social media stuff is at LPMC Music. Um, you'll find me everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Amazon, uh, and, and this plethora of other, other <laughs> platforms that are out there that uh, I've, ne- I've never heard of half of them. Um, I am playing, a, I am playing a, an acoustic show, actually, at um, HMV in Medwall. Um, it's an in-store gig, so that's going to be on Wednesday, 27th of September at 6 o'clock. So if you happen, happen to be around Medwall, anybody doing some shopping or having your tea and you want to pop in and uh, and have a look what's going on, then feel free. Brilliant. We will we'll shout out the other time as well. I know Mick will definitely want because he'll be going, I think. Uh, so yeah. we'll definitely <laughs> shout out as well. Um, Brill. Thank you very much, Lee. I appreciate you right. having time. And thank you for your, your album, which, I, which we all love. And uh, doing your Millermen, redoing Millermen as well. Yeah, yeah thanks. And, I, and I am, I'm interested in what fans think about it as well, about, about the Millermen version, because uh, obviously it's close to... All our hearts in it. That that that, that track. I I um I, I'd I'd like to dedicate actually to my uncle Royce who passed away um two years ago in November. He was the person that took me to Millmore, um, and we sadly lost him. But um, you know, he was probably the biggest Rotherham fan I've I've ever known, and he would have fit right in on this on this show. Like, do you know what I mean? So uh, so yeah, um, yeah, I'd, I'll dedicate it to him, but. Um, yeah, so if 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 I'd, I'd like to know what people think about it, so if anybody's got any feedback, please please let me know. Bro, yeah, yeah so really. I, follow at LPMC Music on Twitter, and then let, once you've listened to the end of the show, and but if you if it's later in the week, let me know. We we I've listened, and I like it. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> thank you very much, Lee. Thanks for your time, mate. Yeah, and thank you, uh, thanks, lads. Soon. Thanks for your support, Good and thanks for having me. Take care. Bye bye. Cheers. Cheers, mate. There we go. So we'll actually, like we mentioned, at the end of the show, we'll play out with Miller Men. Uh, because why not? You know what I mean? Why exactly. Go on. Sorry, Matt. Go on. I was going to say, John Mill come out with MTV Cribs with his framed Millwall shirt in the background. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I remember discovering Millerman for the first time whilst endlessly browsing on YouTube, and it just sort of appeared. Um, and I like the original, and to now see that there's you know the, the rejuvenated version, yeah. um, done by someone like Lee. It's just like you know, you know what? It's just like it's almost like one of the pieces in the jigsaw puzzle. You know, like the club's in a new direction, so the song's in a new direction as well. It's all sort of like cobbling together nicely, isn't it? And to yeah. have someone like Lee do that song and of course dedicate it to his uncle, it's it's just nice, isn't it? It's one of them things where it's just nice. It just makes you smile, isn't it? Yeah, it does absolutely. Um, yeah, oh, Millerman's yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you just said, Dan. I'm not going to try and reword it anyway. I just agree with you. Um, let's move back onto the sort of, I suppose, sort of serious stuff. Michael Carnell says there is one thing I want you to talk about, and that is Bowler. Why haven't? Why hasn't he made the 25-man squad? He hasn't done anything wrong in my eyes. This is a tough one to be honest with. I'm, I'm, this this gives us something to talk about, which is nice for us. But it's a tough it's a tough one to talk about, Danny, because every time Bowler's played, he hasn't done anything wrong. If, if anything, in certain games, he's played very well. I remember the Blackpool mm. game last season. He came on a sub. I think he got an assist or if an assist to an assist kind of thing. Um, in preseason, he played right back against Sheffield United and was brilliant. Um, but he's not fancied. He's not been fancied particularly under Ward. He wasn't fancied at Brad- Bradford under Mark Hughes in League Two. And obviously, Matt Taylor doesn't particularly fancy him because he's not going his 25 man squad. Um, just your general thoughts on it. Um, I think like I say, it's a tough one because, like, like you've just said there, he's not really put a foot wrong. I think it's just a case of he's not at the level of the rest of the team. He's shown that he can get there and probably why he is at the football club. But hmm. I don't know, maybe he's not as consistent with it. Maybe he's not at the same training level as the rest of the team are. And of course, Matt Taylor sees that a hell of a lot more than we do. Um, maybe they were trying to work a deal out during this window and it didn't didn't work out. But he can still sign for National League teams if he needs to hmm. go out and get game time, which I think is the most crucial part of the thing now for Bowler. Uh, just to go out and get game time. Um, and I believe it's after the January window. You sort of have to like, almost resubmit your 25-man squad. You do, I think it's February or something. Yeah, so maybe he goes out and does really well and then gets into the team for that period of time. It's going to be interesting if we do fill those two spots um, with the free agent signings or whether Bowler can work his way in into that somehow. Um I, I, I just think it was just not in Taylor's plans to have Bowler be this well-performing in pre-season as well. I think it was always a case of looking for backup to Cohen Bramall and, and Ferguson from further afield and maybe Bowler out on loan, but he did that really well. So, you know, it, it was sort of like the lesser of two evils. Um, and now Bowler can potentially go out to the National League where he could play a considerable amount of games before mm. even having the recall option even considered if there is one. Um but I just want to see him playing. He didn't really get much game time at Bradford on loan, like you said, Matt. So I hope he gets a National League team, someone like I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um Halifax, for example, a team to a good standard mm. where he'll play a lot of games. Um and it'll just be good for him. I think that's what he needs. He just needs game times and game time and minutes. Really, and unfortunately, I don't think he'd get it with us this season, and that's probably why he's not in the twenty-five man squad. Mm. He's not there yet. 
Yeah, and I like bowler, but playing sort of playing devil advocate, Mick a little bit. I suppose the question is, what what does he bring you? He's a he's a good body. He, he is literally a body. The problem he has, he doesn't possess any pace particularly. He's, he's not fast at all. His left foot is okay. I wouldn't say it's a wonderful left foot or anything like that. For example, Shane Ferguson's got an amazing left foot. Colin Bramwell's got that pace. That I, I suppose that's Matt Taylor's thinking. That what what does he bring into it, especially at championship level as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I, I like Tajibola. I, I like him a lot, um, but I. I I don't know whether it's a bit of sentiment more than anything else that I'm disappointed. I, I guess I'm not really surprised um, that, it, that that Matt Taylor doesn't see him as, as, as at the moment, having championship quality. And the, and the problem for, for Bowler is that, as, as you've just alluded to earlier on, you know, he's not had a lot of game time either here or when he went out on loan at Bradford for whatever for whatever reason. As a consequence, his development is is, is going to have slowed. Um, there's definitely there's a few injuries as well. I think there are a few minor injuries as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, which again it hasn't helped. There's, there's definitely a player in there, isn't there? You know, mm. without a doubt. So, but he, he's going to need. He needs the game time. So, yeah, I am disappointed he's not been named in the squad. However, I'm not really that surprised. I guess if I'm completely honest. Um, so I, I, I suspect he will probably end up. Going out on loan. I think Cheryl Stone's just put in the comments there that Chesterfield might be a, um, a decent, mm, decent to go if they're um, if they're looking for somebody to cover that to that position because you know that's going to be it's a reasonable standard to top end in the national league and and hopefully get some game time there. We'll have to wait and see. You know, there's still an opportunity or still a chance for him to be ended to end up being named within the mm. within that squad, isn't they? Um, yeah. for, for a couple of weeks or so yet. So, but yeah. Uh, disappointing, but not really surprising. I think is is probably my conclusion on that one. Yeah, so he can still be named at any time, and technically, could you could add him in tomorrow? Technically, um, I suspect we've we've named twenty three players, and you can name possible twenty five. So I suspect we're trying to get two free signings in. That mm. would be the guess. Obviously, that, that feeds into what Paul Davis mentioned last week. I think it was. Um, it also doesn't help his age 24. I think if you're under 21, you don't need to be registered. So because he's been here for several years and is now at an age where he should have played more football, he, like I mentioned, his, his development's probably been stunted a little bit. It doesn't qualify to be not... Like McGuckin, for example, doesn't need to be registered. He can just play play whatever. Um, whereas sadly for Bowler, he doesn't. I mean, he's 24, Danny. And again, that's, again, age has worked against him, hasn't it, really? He's 24. He's not a kid anymore. He's still, there's still development years at 24. But... You can't say, oh, he's not, he's not a 19, 20-year-old kid anymore. He's, he, he should have played more games by a 24-year-old. Yeah, and like I said before, that's what he needs now. He just needs minutes on the pitch. He just That's what he needs at 24. You know, like due to various reasons, his development hasn't gone to plan with those. Maybe he's been a victim of Rotherham's success, potentially, yeah. um, mm. and a victim of changing managers and then coming into a new way of thinking as well. Um, and a new way of approaching the game. Um, it almost just just feels like Paul has sort of been left on the sidelines, and it sounds really harsh to say, but that's how it just appears. There seems to be that Rotherham part that's just on the sideline and not quite been picked up yet. But yeah, like you said, at 24, you need game time, you need minutes. There's only so much more development you can get from 24 onwards. And I'm going to echo what Cheryl Stone said, like Halifax, Chesterfield... 
them teams that are local but in the National League and can still pick up our players, that's where he needs to go just to get the wheel turning again, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got a contract this summer as well, so it's a big year for him. If he don't play minutes now, then it is again for his career. Where's his next step um, from that point of view? So, yeah, I hope he goes and gets minutes. Um, we will wait and see. Yeah, like I mentioned, 23 named in that in that 25-man squad. Um, no signings as of yet in terms of free transfers, but I think that's all pretty much open until January again, so there's no rush in terms of that. It would be nice to get him fit. Um, but that's about it. It, it might be a case of seeing where we are when we're back after the international break and going from there with them free agents potentially. Hmm. Possibly, yeah. Uh, another takeaway from, from the uh, from the uh, from the from the list is Cafu's full name. I forget with people, you know, people like Cafu and people like Ronaldo. I forget that they've got full names. That's just, <laughs> that's just their name for me. Um, I I almost googled it because I couldn't work out who it was. It, on the list, uh, so his name's Carlos Miguel Ribeiro Diaz. Um, yeah, my reaction when I saw that was who, yeah, yeah, <laughs> from Rotherham, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's all there is in terms of squad news. Uh, Shelley says, We've always had a knack of signing these players who never feature much or play by injuries. Yeah, I think we were signing uh, Paul Warren tried to bring, obviously, to try and bring in players who we could develop. There was a um, Honorice, which also we signed as a young, so that, again, it didn't quite mm. work out. Yeah. I think it was certainly signed with the right intentions. Uh, it's just not just not worked out for one reason or another, sadly. Um, but that's life. That's football. Really? We will move on, sadly, for him. Um, let's talk about the, just the opening five games, really. We're going to ignore the League Cup game because the moment it was. A bit of a non-event, and the Stoke game is the Stoke game. irrelevant. Yeah, irrelevant. irrelevant. Um, so there are negatives and positives. I just want to start by mentioning we've scored we've scored a goal in each of our five five games, and we haven't done that since 2012, since 2012-2013 season. Um, we haven't scored more than in our we haven't scored in our first six games in the championships in the 60s. So although there's issues, Nick. You're scoring. We, 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 it was, there was a lot of questions and a lot of people at the start of the season saying, where goals mm. going to come from? And yeah. we're sat here now saying, it's not really an issue. We're scoring goals. One goals, two goals. There's goals in this team. Oh, there's no doubt there is. And, I, and, I, and Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we get promoted in that 2012 season? Just Yeah, that was the league to, first year back in New York, yeah. Just saying. You know, so uh, <laughs> that's obviously, if you want your symmetry, uh, well, a bit of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the goals are coming from all over the pitch, aren't they? Mm. Um, which is which has got to be a good sign, um, and there are there are still players who are yet to get on the score sheet that you would certainly expect to uh, to do so. Um, if if our strike force can chip in with a fair number of goals this season, we're going to be we're going to be we're going to be home and, home and dry, aren't we? I, I think in terms of relegation, avoiding the relegation spot. Uh, but it's, it's obviously something that's got to be maintained. But the positivity around the performances um, is, 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 is sort of gained a bit of traction after every game, really. And, and we're starting to create chances now as well, which, you know, it's what we've been begging for. Isn't it? And I'm sure that's what jo- the likes of Jordan Hugel have been screaming for. Um, so it, there's been an improvement game on game. Um, and given the fact that we've managed to score, like you said, in every game against quality opposition in each 
in each of those games as well. Uh, we've not been playing um, any of the whipping boys, i.e. us and whoever else second tier want to add into that. Um, so, you know, we've been playing top quality sides. Mm. We're still managing to, to breach their defences. So, um, once we start getting into the, the, the games against t- teams that are expected to be sort of mid-table and, 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 and below, then hopefully, hopefully, if we can maintain this level of performance, we should be, we should be fine. Yeah, we should. Um, yeah, are you are you surprised, Danny? Because again, just having, just on building on those preseason conversations of people, I, I don't think we were worried to be honest with. You. I, I think we were always pretty happy. But it's just if you score goals, you're going to stay up. I know if you don't concede goals, you're also going to stay up. But if you, you, you can you can get yourself in a rut by not scoring goals. So it's not there's no monkey on the back, is there? You, you just you just yeah, we score goals. That's that's rather me out. Yeah, I think as many we've got as many monkeys off our backs as we could at the start of the season as well. Yeah. Like we were very light for numbers, so you can sort of not um, justify but see why we've conceded goals later on. It's just that we had no fuel to put in the tank after seventy minutes, really. Um, but you look at the teams we've played. You know, in hindsight, looking at Stoke, they're a team that's properly hit the ground running this season. Um, and I've heard a couple of people say there's always that one surprise team that's in the playoffs each season. You know, we've had Barnsley, Cardiff, Swansea as well. Um, just off, just off the top of my head, thinking them Sunderland as well coming straight straight up and straight into the playoffs. Um, maybe that's Stoke this season. Maybe they're the surprise package that ends up in the playoffs. We've then played the former Premier League champions that are now um, everyone's picking to be the Championship champions again in Leicester. And then Norwich, you expected to do so well, and Sunderland as well. So we've not had an easy opening few, shall we say? Easiest game has been Morecambe, you know, and, and, and I think we still played them at a bad time for for us injury wise and squad depth wise. Um, so if you'd have said four points from your first five, we'd have said yeah, it's all very much. But looking at the level of performances and how unlucky we've been at times, you know, I think we were unlucky not to beat Blackburn. Um, I think we were unlucky not to get a draw as a minimum against Leicester. Um, like, like we said before, you can see where the performances are in every single game. You can see how it just keeps ticking over and getting better and better. And then I think Norwich was a, yeah, that is our statement of intent now. We can effectively beat anybody in this league. Um, but we'll have to see how we do against teams that are going to be like in and around where we are expected to finish. That makes sense. Like, I think Huddersfield will be a key one because it's a chance to a see where we are against teams in and around our vicinity, but also it's a chance to get the away form bumping up a little bit as well. Because I do think home form will carry us from what we've seen so far. Mm. But just just to bump it up, you know, like Matt Taylor's had his two wins away from home, which is personal best in the championship for other in a long time. Let's go for three, you know, <laughs> and then four, and then five, and keep ticking over and and things like that. But I'm I'm quite yeah. happy with where we are so far, and a lot of people of rival fans clubs are uh, happy as well and surprised where we are. Yeah, I mean, we sh- I'm not going to play should 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 game it, but we if we were sat here with seven points like Danny just mentioned, we wouldn't be batting an eyelid. You wouldn't be batting an eyelid that, that we wouldn't would have gone on to beat Blackburn. You wouldn't have batting an eyelid that the Leicester game ended up being a draw. So again, it just packs up that the, the performance are there. So logically. 
I know football doesn't always work logically, but logically the results should follow on those that win that should have been against against Blackburn might be against Huddersfield or that point will uh, should have got against Leicester might be against Southampton or something like that. So there's, there's there's it's not just us being happy clappers and saying ah oh, we're rather than that we'll win these games. There's there's real there's real signs there. There are yeah without without a doubt. You know, it, a lot of people have talked about that first half performance against uh, against Norwich has been been as good as it as, as good as it really was. But you know, when you look back at the other games as well, there's been periods within all the games, with the exception of the first one, where we've we've been completely dominating dominating the game um, for, for greater or lesser periods of time, depending on the opposition. But you know, that's something that we've not done before. We kind of we kind of did it a little bit at the beginning of the opening games of last the last yeah. championship season, but we didn't dominate the ball. We just dominated the pressure in the game. We're dominating the ball now. We're starting to starting to gain some momentum and footholds in the game by by maintaining possession, which is something that we've not been able to do in the past. So um, it, it's very very positive. It, it really is. And you, you, you know you're right. We can't play the shudder. That that that. That Blackburn game with three points or two points thrown away or taken off us, you know, um, well, with two points taken off us, a Sunderland game was at least two points thrown away by us. Mm. Um, and the Leicester game could have gone either way and it just didn't go in our favour. So um, maintain this. We've got to maintain it. If we maintain it, that's that we're, we're going to be fine. Um, it's uh, Danny's alluded to it, and I think Shelley's put it there in the comments about the away form. Or the away, the way we perform away from home, is is something really now that we do need to address, um, because we're a, we are a different team. That's what that is, as Shelley's put there. You know, why do we think we're a completely different team uh, when we're away from home? It, it, tactically, I don't know whether that's a Matt Taylor thing or what, but that that, that has to be something uh, to address. It I, does. I, think, but I, I mentioned this to you the other day. If, just, let's forget the Stoke game because it was garbage. The yeah. only other away game to talk about is Sunderland. And for half an hour, for 25 minutes, whatever it were, we dominated them. Yeah, yeah, until, until, until we had to bring on a McGuckin on, which is no disrespect to McGuckin, we bring on an anti essentially out of position. Mm-hmm. And that, that killed the game for us. So from that point of view, we've only got a sample size of of that one game. And we yeah. did. We were really positive in that game for me. Yeah, absolutely we were. So you see, you see, you are right, and and hopefully that that continues as we as we start to move forward. You know, we can't afford to go away from home and, and sit back and soak up pressure and, and and hope we can snatch something. You know, you're going to lose. You're going to lose seven, eight times out of ten. Um, you might as well go for it. Yeah. You know, yeah, those odds. You might as well just go, play in a very similar way to the way that you play at home because you probably you might lose seven or eight out of ten. But there's less chance of it than than sitting and inviting pressure, which is which feels like what we've done in the past. Um, so it's 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 a difficult one. But if if, if that can be addressed, couple that with our uh, maintaining the momentum at home, we'll be fine. We'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, I suppose the way we want to use us, I mean, we'll still lose those seven or eight games. Yeah, but instead of drawing those other two, we'll probably win them. Rather, you know, because exactly. the way we set up. And not only that, you'll come out of those seven or eight or that those ten games with far more confidence. Yeah. You know, uh, knowing that you can go toe to toe with these teams and 
uh, and, and get something out of it. So, yeah, um, John, the problem with rubbish away form is it puts too much pressure on the home form. Away from uh, away from home tends to seem sort of maybe not aggressive enough. And that was the problem that, again, not, not being that Paul, but that was the problem with the Paul Warren. That away from was so bad in the championship. Mm. Then, then when it got pressure time in April time, we really struggled to get our home form right when it mattered. Um, to- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Go take away some, let's go away from positives a minute for a bit, for a minute, Danny. We've conceded 11 goals so far this season and that's the worst, at this stage, that's the worst since Alan Stubbs' season. And, and to give it another, just almost a stark comparison, this time last year we'd conceded two and we've now conceded 11. Um... Is that a worry? I mean, four of those goals were against Stoke in a game that we were utter garbage in and one of the worst run performances in, in, a, in a long time. So is that a worry? Is, that, is it not? Don't read too much because only five games in. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think I'd be a lot more worried if Matt Taylor had already like found his, his, his set playing style with mm. us and not tried to really adjust us into a few people say in the comments like more of a possession based team that actually plays attractive football but still like the more hard hitting of the United aspect of it. Um if we weren't trying to play that way, like for example the way we played in the first half against Norwich, that to a T is how we want to operate now as a football club, I think. If we weren't still in that transition period, which we are because Matt Taylor's had the January window, now he's had a summer window, and the summer window is tends to be when you know, you can sort of get the players that you want a bit easier because mm-hmm. uh, the prices are inflated and there's not as many people um, fighting about for players or anything. Um, we're still in that little bit of a transition period and we're still just finding it, I think. Uh, so I'd be a lot more worried if we've been playing that way for, a- for ages and then suddenly started conceding 11 goals in your opening games. Um, and I think that'll just be something that just gets better as we go on, I think. Um, I've not, like even against Norwich, we still conceded uh, to Norwich, but I think that's the final monkey that's on her back now, keeping a clean sheet. That when we get that, that's the next one off, and then we can keep pressing forward. Um, but no, I, I'm. It's a concern, but I'm not worried if that makes sense. Mm. I, I, I'm with you. John Morrell says if the goal record, a goal against record doesn't improve, then it will definitely be a relegation battle. Cheryl Stone says based on an. Imp- Based on the improvement in those first five games, the next five should be even better, yeah? Consumption, we're still finding our feet in the new system, which is what you said, mm-hmm. which, which is true. Shelley says, our press is something else. When we're on it, teams panic. Haven't seen many teams cope with it. Granted, we can't do it for 90 minutes, but we need to see her again. It, it, yeah. with, with with our like intense press, shall we say, it's just finding the right moment to do it in games. And again, that's something that will come with time because we're still effectively learning it. 
Now, because mm. under Paul Warren, we had the press that um, that he sort of like brought in early doors at the season, and that's sort of probably why we only conceded two because we were too busy pressing the other team. Because Paul Warren's very fitness based, and the, all mm. everybody was like hyper fit to like to be able to press the ball. Whereas now, because we're playing a more possession based system, it's a different sort of match fitness that we need. If, if that makes sense, you know. Mm. Um, so because we have that sudden um, explosive press shall we call it, um, we're just learning when the opportune moment is to do that. And I think at Norwich, again, it showed that we have learned when to press and when to just sort of just leave them with their, with their back line to have the ball a little bit. Um, and again, it's something that will improve early doors because I've noticed that Hugo sort of follows the ball around, they push it out one side and then the wingers go for it. Yeah. Um, and... It's an effective system because Norwich panicked a lot at the back, I thought. Uh, and when you get a team of say, oh, I won't, I won't name any, I won't name any names because it might be different when we play. If I'm being honest, but you'll have certain teams that will get it out wide and then go, "There's no outlet. What do we do?" And then they'll just hoof it long. Then we pick it up and come back, etc. Um, so yeah, that's another aspect. It'll get better with time. I think it, it is really one of them where it's just like, <laughs> just to quote the meme, just let him cook. You know, just let him let him cook, let the pot simmer, and we'll get there. Mm. Mick, just just again, your thoughts on the on the defensive side of things? Are you worried again? What, ignore the stat a minute. Are you watching the defense, do you feel okay? Yeah, I do. I do. You know, we we talked at the beginning of the season that we 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 brought in some quality players in that back line, and it's not gelled yet. It's certainly not gelled. And and I mean, I might come to regret this comment, but. None of these have become bad players, you know. They, they haven't, uh, and it will get better. I'm, 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 I'm very confident at the moment that it will get better. Like I said, that might come to bite me on backside in in ten games' time. You know, when we've conceded another twenty, but um, I, I, I feel that given the quality that we've got back there, it's just a question of I, one. It's either a bad patch or two. We need to just, we just need to. To, to sort of get into the swing of what's expected of them and when. Um, so, I, I'm, I, and again, don't forget the quality of the opposition that we've played. You know, we've played some free scoring teams here. You know, none of these, none of these are sort of, you know, your, 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 your classic sort of 1 0 for the Arsenal type teams, are they? You know, yeah, they're, uh, they're pretty free scoring, uh, free scoring teams that we've played. So, uh, well, got, Nor- how many goals did Norwich scored before they came to New York? I mean, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately for them, not enough when they did come. So, that's that's, that's life, isn't it? You know, mm. um, yeah, so yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at this stage, I'm not worried about it. Um, I don't think it'll continue. Yeah, if we get to the next international break and we're constantly at the same rate, then it might be different, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but the the it's a different it's a different level of opposition, True. pretty much between this this break and the next one. So, it'll, as um, as as we've said in the comments there, we'll we'll have a much better idea after 10, 10 12 games. Mm. Yeah, uh, John Rell said about people think a press is easy, but it takes serious organisation. Yeah, mm. a few years ago I did a coaching course and I tried looking at the press and how you, how you coach a press. And it's just you need so much time with the players, and that's obviously why it is so complicated to figure out when your trigger is, what's the right time to do it, when shouldn't you do it, because then you put yourself in danger. It's so so complicated to say, oh, it's not just run at the run at the keeper. There's 
your defenders are involved in it and everything. It's just it's just chaos. Um, mm. But yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why. That's why a lot of teams don't do it because it ain't easy. It's not easy mm. to do. Um, Connor Simpson says, "Should we be so eager to release the ball up the field when on the back foot?" That's where Ti comes in for me. Um, mm. Against Norwich, if you know, a few times in the first half where you just got him on the ball, things were dead easy. We, we need to make sure we keep him in the game as much as possible, especially when we're trying to keep ourselves in the game at two-one or one-nil or whatever. I think he's going to be. You know, He's an excellent player, but I think he's crucial to the way Matt Taylor wants us to play as well. I uh, think I think you can add add Cathal into that as well. You know, he's another player that does not want to give the ball away, and he yeah. and he's comfortable and, and competent on the ball in in that midfield, and will hold on to it if he needs to. You know, instead of just hoofing it long. And and given that that Ollie Rathbone's playing with those two those that those two <laughs> two players of that quality. I'm sure he'll be able to bring that into his game as well because he's more than capable of doing it. Yeah. So it's it's a development stage, isn't it? You know, it really is. The team's developing. We're five games in, and, and I, for one, are very, very happy at, at the standard that they've reached so far. So if they can maintain this, even if they just maintain this level for the mm. season, I'll be happy. But I'm sure that they'll be able to kick on as well. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Ian Bradley says, hope no one is bored. That's a dig at uh, the spelling of a tweet we put out earlier. Um, <laughs> sorry. We pay, we pay for the tick. One of the reasons I pay for the tick on Twitter is so I can edit tweets, but you only get a limited amount of time to tell me. So Ian, Ian let me know after the time of the last uh, no rewording of the tweet. So next time, Ian, do it within an hour, I think it is, and I can fix it. Um, yeah. um, anything else you want to talk about in terms of Rotherham? As we have five minutes on a very quick five minutes in England. Unless you've got any other obvious stuff you want to mention. Yeah. I think listen, we've got we've got a game coming up in, in a week's time. You know, we'll be doing a preview on Thursday night of of that game. Um all we're gonna be doing is is, is going over stuff that we've, we've already talked about and we we're all I think I think the consensus is that we're all very, very happy with with where we are, where we sit at the moment. Um, cautiously happy, should I say, is probably a better way into contentment. Know, we, I think it is. Yeah, we 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 know as Rotherham fans that maintaining that level is something that we've been able, unable to do in the past. But it's a completely new regime, it's a completely new team. So hopefully, hopefully, this time we can maintain it. And if we can, you know, I'll be, I'll be more than happy. Yeah. Uh, John Mel says, I'm very happy where we are. I bet, I bet you are, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move away from happiness and talk about England for, for the last 10 minutes of the show. Um, a 1 1 draw away to Ukraine, obviously, in Poland. Um, Danny Shelley says, I've seen a lot of mixed thoughts about it. Is it the end of the road for Southgate? Opinion, lads. First of all, I don't <laughs> think it's the end for Southgate right now because we've got the mm. European Championship coming up. But I think the European Championship is the perfect time to end the relationship, to be honest. But even if we even if we win the Euros, I think it's time to move on for everybody, for everybody's sake, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think the problem with Southgate is that he picks the players that he likes over the players that would A, fit the system better and B, who are in form, if that makes sense. Because I think, because it, it's obviously a completely different managing international football than it is to managing club football. Because you know you've effectively got the pick of the litter of the of the players that are in form. Um, 
but Maguire, uh, but um, Southgate seems to persevere with players like Maguire and Phillips, who aren't in form, aren't really in in and around the teams really, because they're the players that he likes and the players that he thinks fit the system. Whereas there are far better options available for players who are actually playing week in week out, who are um, match ready, if you like, and and don't have any sort of ring rust, and will be do a job a lot better. I mean, if I was someone like uh, James Ward-Prowse, for example, um, like what what would be the point of being international football if you're just not getting a look in at all? Mm. And he's one of the players who are very very much in form. Um, so it, it's just it's just one of them where it's just like like you say, it's November time. There's not an international tournament until next June until uh, June time, but because it's a big one coming up, maybe that's why we persevere with Southgate and see where we go with it. And if he does poorly, then we get rid of him, if that makes sense. Um, I will admit the uh, the England team that feel, that's fielded at the minute is a lot better cohesive-wise and quality-wise than England teams have passed. But it still raises question marks. Is Southgate the best man to lead them, if that makes sense? Mm. You know, best man yeah. to lead them and, and pick them. Effectively, um, mm. and all you need to do is with with, with Maguire and his ring rust. All you need to do is look at the incident that led to Ukraine's goal, where he's marking his own player, and he, and he, and we've seen him do it time and again for Man United. And I know a lot of people say he's just a scapegoat with this, but it's like, but you can see exactly where the space is that Maguire needs to be in, and he's not there. Mm. And he's next to uh, is it Guhi? Is that is Guhi? Guhi? Guhi, I think. Yeah. And he's just stood next to him with his hands on him as if he's gone, oh, no, that's where I need to be. But he's not mm. there. Whereas a different centre-back would have probably been there because, you know, game cohesiveness and stuff. But he's, he, I'm very 50-50 with Southgate. He's done really well at international tournaments of recently with us. Um, the exception being uh, the World Cup, but we played France, who eventually went on to the final. So it's a bit of a... Mm, but recently he's done very well for us and it's just a bit of a is his goose cooked now? That's where I am. Is it is Southgate run his course, you know? Um John Morell says Bellingham has been brilliant for Madrid playing as an eight, Madison's been brilliant as a ten, so where does now get to play them? And I think that's the problem, Mick. We could talk about the, the moral side of John Henderson, but let's talk about the football side because I'm we haven't had time to go with the moral side, to be honest with you, in Saudi Arabia, but he's playing at a significantly lower standard. He's not playing, he's probably not playing at championship standards based on how some of the summer players are in Saudi Arabia. So how do you justify playing him when you could play a more open-minded, play, positive-minded player, say Foden, for example, in there? Why are you playing James Madison, who has been exceptional, at a great start to the season for Spurs? You're playing, you're playing him, but you're playing him out of position. You've got Bellingham, who's one of the hottest young players in the world, and again, you're playing him out of position that's not done that. That's what grates on me, to be honest with you. But, yeah, you go. It, it, it's quite amusing, you know, listening to listening to the comments on here and you're looking at the comments on social media as if as if this is a new thing, you know, as if as if this is a new thing that England managers are picking the favourites. I mean, it's, yeah. it's something that's happened since as long as I can ever remember that people like Henderson... People like Maguire and uh, players of that ilk have, have always, always been picked over players who've got talent, who've got the ability, and who've got the form. It's always been the case in my in my in my memory. 
with mm. with with successive England managers. Um, it, we never ever seem to pick or play the best or informed players. I mean, if you're telling me that Phil Foden is not one of the best players in this country, if not the world, and yet he can't even get a starting berth, and I, I don't, it makes no sense. Joe Bellingham gets gets substituted. But yet we've got players who are not even playing for their team who are one of the first team, one of the first names in the squad. Mm. It's not new, I'm sorry to tell you, lads and lasses. This has happened for for years, as long as I can remember, um, by England managers, you know. And I don't know whether it's the manager. I thought Gareth Southgate had kind of escaped that initially when uh, when he first took over, but it would appear that the suits at the FA have managed to get their get their claws into him or whatever. And uh, and you know, who you know, you can't keep picking new players. You can't keep picking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but having said that, I, I really don't care. Um, I am proudly, proudly a very plastic England fan. <laughs> you know, I'll be happily there if they get to quarterfinals or get through group stages at Euros. I'll be there waving me St George's flag. I'll be there happy as an England fan. But in the meantime, I really couldn't care less. It, it's it's just the same thing year in, year out for me. And I, I can't be bothered with it. I genuinely, I just can't be bothered with it. Um, there, there's something, it just doesn't sit right with me. It, it just doesn't sit right with me that this, the same conversations happen manager after manager after manager for the very self-same reasons and the justifiable comments and justifiable conversations to have as well. Why is X, Y and Z playing? Who is out of form? He's not playing in there. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it, that those These same conversations keep happening and I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But it's, it's these international um, FAs, isn't it? You know, the, 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 sorry, the national FAs. It seems whichever country you go to, they're all they all have similar sort of issues. Uh, whether it's money related, whether it's power related, what is it? I don't know. But um, I don't think success on a football field is is of any interest whatsoever, or of great interest whatsoever to any of the national affairs. I, I genuinely don't. Um, the, 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 don't don't get upset about it, you youngins, because the next England manager whether it be in 12 months' time or two years' time, you'll be having the same conversations, you know? And it might be that in five years' time, Jude Bellingham's out of form, out of touch, can't get in, can't get in a, in, the, in whatever club is, you know, whatever team he's with because he's out of form, but he'll be picked and he'll be playing mm. because, you know, he wants to have a good game. I like Jordan Henderson. You know, I mean, that's just a bizarre <laughs> situation, isn't it? I mean, it's a bizarre it, yeah. situation. Mm. He, he can't get Liverpool side. He's, he's gone to gone to Saudi Arabia to to to, to benefit his bank manager, uh, but yeah, he's, he's he's starting in an England shirt. Yeah, it, 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 it's, 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 it's also, it also adds up. I'm not touching the moral situation too much, but I would also add it as a question mark on that. Gareth Southgate sort of led the charge of this England team, doing the right thing, speaking the right words at the right time. And that puts a question mark over that. The, 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 the human rights issues in Saudi Arabia that Jordan Henderson has now been paid by 
is now a question mark on the whole aura and the whole good person thing that he's created in this English foot in this English football team. But that's another, very another. All, all, all I'll say is that when I, I can't remember the name of the Saudi Arabian team that signed Jordan Anderson because I know none of none of the teams out there. To be fair, they blanked out the rainbow armbands that yeah, Jordan yeah. Henderson was wearing in the Liverpool shirt. And I'll just say, I'll just leave it there. England have wear, worn rainbow armbands before. Um, so, yeah, there you go. I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, as far as that as an issue is concerned, that's a that's a political issue. And I don't oh, yeah. think... Yeah, that, that shouldn't be like, around football. This is a football podcast and what we're talking about here is a player's form. You know, yeah. and a player's a player's actual ability at this stage within the career, um, and and Jordan Henderson has passed it in terms of international football, as is mm. probably as is Harry Maguire as well, and a number of other players that are within that squad, and there are better players available and not getting their opportunity. But you know, Jack Grealish talk- is another one. To be fair, well, we, mm. we, we opened this podcast talking about the fact that Victor's not getting a game for Sweden. And, and and you are you are you are yeah. you two and I all know having had the conversation about the Sweden setup that in over in Sweden there's a Hammerby podcast or a Joe Garden Cup podcast having exactly the same conversation <laughs> about the Sweden manager, you know, and, and it's true. Mm-hmm. So international football, and you know, it goes on, it happens, doesn't it? And if you happen to catch it on telly, so be it. But no, please, 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 don't get upset about it. Because it's Until just we're losing quarter finals and penalties. We're getting quarter finals, mm. then you can then you get your half and half scarf out. Half and half? Half and half. <laughs> um, yeah, John Brown says Henderson should have played his last game if we only get the Euros final. Yeah. I, sus- I suspect that, Hen- uh, just to finish on Southgate, I think his time's up. What I will say is I think Southgate's done an amazing job. If you remember where English football was when he took over, it was in the absolute dustbin. It was a, it was a joke of a job. No, literally nobody wanted the job. So I don't think Southgate wanted the job. He had to be convinced that he wanted to take over job, take over the job. But much like again to bring back United to bring it back to Paul Ward, I think there is somebody else who can take England forward. I don't know who that man is for England, but there is somebody else that can take England forward from the platform that Southgate has built. Um. You know, when, when Sam Allardyce were in charge, do you really think we'd be sitting here saying we're going to a, a Euros final, a World Cup final, and got knocked out to France in quarterfinals at World Cup? You would never have believed it because of where English football was. So, you know. Uh, put put um, Sabine thingy. Is it Sabine? Sabrina? Uh, yeah, Sabrina. The, women, the women's team. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sabrina yeah. Lyman. Yeah. Yeah. She, she looks like a quality, quality manager. I like. I do. I don't like all that. There's been Pep Guardiola mentioned, but that'd be. Chaos. Imagine Pep Guardiola be, managing the mad. England national team. Like I will eat my hat if that ever happens. <laughs> I think on one of the football podcasts they said, "Is it is it really a good idea to give Pep Guardiola more downtime for him to do all his mad stuff that he does?" No, it's not. It needs to be. It needs to be kept busy. Um, and I think international management will be chaos for Pep. You know, all ideas would come back with after the international. We've been, we've been we've route one once this time. Next time it's going to the Man City system. Then it's going to go back to it. It's just been madness. So it's okay. interesting though. It stopped the whole passing back to Barcelona. Well, possibly. Um, uh, anything else? Because we've talked about no. far too long. Anything else we need to talk about? <laughs> no. I think that's everything. 
we will pick up the England talk again when there's not else to talk about the next international break. Um, and then next one when the Euros is back round. We look forward to that. Um, thank you all who have been with us tonight. Make sure you have subscribed to the YouTube channel. We put a tweet out about like, all the, the sort of the good stats that we had over the last year, last three to five days. So thank you everybody who has supported us on the audio podcast and all the YouTube channel as well. We've crept over 1,200 subscribers on YouTube, so keep subscribing Ooh. to them. I don't know what stupid thing we'll do at 2,000, but I'm sure we'll pick something stupid to do if we hit 2,000 subscribers at some point, um, whenever that may be. So make sure you subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are listening on YouTube, whatever. Like the video as well. Give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. We will be back on Thursday, Thursday evening, which will be a preview as the, obviously domestic football gets back underway. Starts at Huddersfield, and we've got Millwall in the midweek, and then Preston, and loads of other games coming up. Um, gets busy again, and that's what we like when it's Robbie United, and it's busy. Uh, Danny, thank you very much for being with us tonight, and uh, it's been a pleasure, mate. Yeah, always a pleasure. And if uh, anyone does want to come into the Woodman, just go up to me and say hello. I'll try and have as much of a chat with you as I can. Um, <laughs> but um, I want to have a rest from pulling pints for a little bit, because I must have pulled well over a 1,000 in the last week. I'm not surprised with this weather. I'm not surprised yeah, this weather and how, and how busy it's been, um, both with people and due to other things that have been going on as well. Honestly, I got home the other night and my hand cramped up under my thumb <laughs> and it was just like, oh, I need a day off. Uh, but yeah, don't hesitate to come and say hello to me. I try and be friendly. Michael Carr says, where's the announcement? I just want to, I'm sorry if, it's, if it was not more exciting. It's the Miller Men song. The Miller Men was the, was the, was the announcement of Lee McMahon. Um, we haven't got an ex-player or anything like that, sadly. But we, will, we, are, we are trying to get a special episode up. Um, don't worry, yeah. So if you want to stick around, Miller Men will be on in a minute to play us out, um, and which you can get. I'll find all the, all the links for these stuff, and it'll be in the show notes. I'll still on the audio podcast, and I'll chop it on the YouTube ones as well, even though it's already up. Mick, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, and everybody, I hope you're all well, and we'll see you next time. Up the Millers. Up the Millers. Well, no.
memories of Milmore stand across the railway line. Together with our loved ones gone, they wait for us under those floodlights. And we'll tell our own stories from Don Valley to back home, where we've seen heroes come and go. But we, the fans, are the heart and soul. playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.